1: Welcome to another episode of Property Jam, the podcast where we talk about everything on the human side of property. And I think we probably have our best guest of the last three three years on today. We have Jessica, or Jessica Mortgages, as she is on, on social media. And uh, Jessica, how long have you been a fan of Property Jam? We, we, we came on just before, before the preamble, and Jessica, the first thing you said was, I'm such a massive fan. I felt like Johnny Depp
2: yeah <laughs> you silence. are you are in my eyes yeah. <laughs> you all are so how long how long have you been uh listening to
1: property
2: jam just well so about probably about two and a half years two years definitely because wow. um it, it, the funny story is uh, a landlord um gazumped me a landlord from london on a property i was buying and so I was intrigued to see who this person is that managed to get this house from me that I was dead t- sure that I was going to get. And all over our social media, there were different, different things, especially Property Jam. And I thought, oh, let's let's get out of this bubble that I'm in. Let's see what's out there. And then I just got hooked. I listened to the first episode. And then it was about 20 episodes. And I was <laughs> ironing, folding. And I was just thinking, oh, my God, I need to go to bed. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so I have been a landlord for 12 years and um, I've got a nice portfolio of uh, 23 properties now. And that's, you know, that's my bread and butter, so to speak. And then on the side, um, just so that I can make sure that I'm earning a bit more money, I'm also a mortgage broker. Yeah. And I specialize in buy to lets, but I also do residential.
1: Nice, right? And what do you say
2: takes up the most time? The mortgages, definitely, especially now with the yeah. mar- market the way it is. What is even going on? <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, we
3: hoped you were going to answer what that is going question. On, yeah.
2: yeah, well, yesterday was a funny day. Santander pulled every product. Um, and, yeah, it's just been, I just think we need to book maybe a couple of weeks off all mortgage brokers and then we'll all be fine because <laughs> oh. it'll all settle down. But, yeah.
1: That's what our normal mm. breakers we've well, been using has been saying is like, just mm. let it, let them cut you. Know, it's like the pandemic, but not really. In the pandemic, mm. they just pull the products and everyone well, threw the toys out the ground. And now it sounds like they're doing the same. And it's like they haven't learned anything.
2: Yeah, um, and our papers are probably the worst. Yeah. Uh, we'll call them out because they sensationalize everything. They yeah. make everybody panic. And then what? what does panic do? It causes problems. Well, the yes. thing is
3: that causes lenders to panic as well because yeah. they you know it's just this whole national sentiment gets created that there's fear in the market and the lenders get nervous and buyers and sellers get nervous yeah. and then it's all just it's just this domino effect and then we find ourselves in some sort of reactive mess that then yes. stabilizes and then there's another headline and the same thing happens again and it's just yep. ridiculous
2: so, yeah. i just think if the numbers work um just do it just go for it if the numbers work you know if you're going to go on you know for a buy to let or even residential you know if the numbers work don't listen to the market because rates are rates rates are numbers you know they'll go up and down and we can't say that you know oh if i book it now it'll definitely be cheaper we you know it's it's a numbers game so
1: i've got a question for you if i book it now will it be cheaper Will I get a good deal? Is it going to be more expensive? Is it
2: going to so, go up? so the the media will make you think that the rates are all six seven percent. They're not. There are there are some rates out there. I looked yesterday for a client. um There's there's a, a rate with a current lender for a year. So probably someone who wanted to do, um, not maybe do a flip, but not a flip so to speak. Do it up, rent it out, and maybe get rid of it after a year they could do it on a year mortgage that's not mortgage fraud because they're keeping it for a year yeah. and the rate on that one was 4.39 so to me I just think there's a lot of I just think there's a lot of drama at the moment and I don't know why yeah <laughs> like
0: a Drama in the property market. Who'd have
1: thought?
3: Yeah, like yeah. How unusual! <laughs>
0: you right, the papers
1: have a self fulfilling property, don't they? They mm. say this is a problem. This is a problem. You know, lo and behold, it becomes a problem. So
2: yeah, yeah. You're
1: always driving the market. I wonder yeah. whether any of the like the media moguls own property, some way, shape, or form.
2: Mm.
1: it might be benefiting. <laughs> Maybe they own a bank. I don't know.
3: Mm. Yeah.
1: yeah. We'll go down the conspiracy theory route.
3: Well, there's always that because it's always politicians as well, because they're the ones who mm. own a lot of like, property, don't they? And then they're the first to kind of jump on the bandwagon to make changes, providing they benefit from them. Um, yeah, I, do you know, it's interesting. I, I'm curious to know what the question you get asked is all the time, because the, the one we see floating around and it was even on a WhatsApp chat that we're all three of us are part of yesterday's when it comes to refinancing should we be doing two years or locking in for five yeah. so you know and I suppose it depends on the product because you you know you've got different fees attached to it yeah. different deals so you know we, we've just sort of that's the answer most people have given and I, I was at a conference on Saturday and there was a mortgage broker up talking on the main stage and he was all like yeah just sort of like locking for two then then locking for five so I mean what, what's your thoughts on yeah.
2: that I mean look um, most of mine. And the people I've been advising are locking in for two. These are landlords. Um, just because with my situation, with my portfolio, I try not to lock in for five because I want to do certain stuff. And if uh-huh. I ever want to, my whole theory behind getting into property is you don't want to buy um, a property that you then can't sell on. So uh-huh. the same with a deal. If I'm signing into a five-year deal, if some are, hits the fan <laughs> something hits the van I want to be in a situation where I can come out of that deal and not be panicking yeah, um yeah. and I just think you know if we're locking in for five years I think on your home resident but I don't even like doing it on my home residential mortgage yeah um, I, I mean I did we did lock into our home residential one for five years and then we found a bigger house that we wanted so right and then we just because I was I had been a mortgage advisor in the past we just ported the mortgage, so we just moved it across uh, rather than paying the early redemption charge. Totally getting technical now, I'm sorry. Oh, God, no, this is, <laughs> a, this is our
3: bread and butter. We love it, yeah, totally.
2: Yeah, so so all I did was, because the the property, so we, we did some figures to work out if we were to do the property up, how much it would cost, and then what our um, ceiling price would be if we tried to sell it. So to do the renovation that we wanted was £100,000, but the ceiling price that we would get would only be, Three um three hundred, so it wasn't worth it us doing the work and then not being able to get that you know recoup that money if we then went and sold it. So we decided let's just go for a bigger house. We'll go for a different area, and that's what we did. And we just ported the mortgage. So we moved the amount that was on the mortgage, the one hundred and fifty, and we added another fifty thousand to that by porting it across, and then that was the new mortgage, two hundred. Yeah,
0: sorry. There are solutions <laughs> to every problem, isn't there?
2: Yeah, I just think everyone just is making things crazy at the moment. Yeah.
3: But also people forget things like product fees and all of that stuff. Yes, it's a bit of a layout and whatever, but it's all tax deductible at the end of the day as well. Yeah. So again, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's, it's all sort of swings and roundabouts, whether it's an early redemption penalty, whether it's yeah. your product fees or, you know, your broker fees, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's all part of your business. And exactly. it's just a funny old time, isn't it? You know, it's bread and water.
2: Yeah. And I think... There's a lot of even landlords out there like, no, I'm not paying a product fee. I'm not paying a product fee. And it's like, well, um, if you're paying a product fee, it is what it is. Um, Just add it to your mortgage. You know, yeah. like, why is everyone stressing?
3: Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. The,
1: the, the downside to that is if you're on a two-year fix, yes, the interest rates might be better in two years' time. But if you're on like 75%, even 80% loads of value mortgage mm. with a product fee added on top, uh, you yeah. might find yourself in a position in two years' time where you can't refinance it. without. Yeah.
2: The
1: money. So that's the, the, the thing that, are, that we've been c- contemplating is, uh, are, are we sure that there's going to be mm. some uplift in Yeah. You know, have we bought well enough that we're not reliant on the market to go up to mm. refinance this? even Yeah.
2: Low. So I think the two-year ones are probably better for people who've got a bit more loan-to-value to play with, so you know, with rather than the, uh, that borderline, that's what my recommendation would be. If you're going to go longer than if you're at that borderline amount, 75, 80 percent because of that, because there is one lender as well that changed this whole thing. You know, like they used to let you add the product fee mm. and then take that and then obviously still not affect the amount of loan you're getting. There's a couple of lenders out there that do now give you less of a loan amount if you're adding the product fee. So, so they 75
1: percent including the product. Fee.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's the new thing. It was It's only been launched in the last couple of weeks as well. Right. So that's something to very consider as well. Um,
1: yeah. So, so wow. what would you say is the human side of property uh, from your okay.
2: perspective? So so we'll, we'll part the mortgages. <laughs> so on this, uh, the human we can, side We property.
0: can go back to mortgages. We can talk about it, to the council.
2: <laughs> so the human side of property is because I'm a landlord and I have done that. That has been my heart and soul and everything of me for 12 years. I am a landlord, a very unique landlord. It is not all about making money. I let a lot of my property to social housing customers, so housing benefit, and they're all in the local community, and the reason I do it is because I want to give back to my community, I actually do like where I live, and I want to do something nice for the families, and yeah, and that's what the human side of property is, it's not just necessarily making lots of money, because I do it because it's Leeds City Council, you know, they, they they get my properties and then they let them to you know families and then they can grow their families in them houses. And yeah, that's my human side of property.
1: In quite a good location there, up in, up in Leeds. Yeah. see awesome my own uh, stomping ground. Well, not quite Leeds, but
2: Wakefields. I feel like a lot of
3: places you your stomping ground. Every time you have a guest on, you say that, I swear.
1: <laughs> I've been be, be everywhere.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's about.
3: yeah, I looked at Leeds. I looked at investing in Leeds, I remember, yeah, back in the day it was when I first started out I was weighing up Grimsby against Leeds those are my two my two areas and I was looking in LS10 and LS9 in particular those were the two sort of postcodes I was focused on and yeah in the end I did I did sort of stick with Grimsby but um it was a tough call because the numbers worked in both I think it was just Leeds felt so much busier than Grimsby which it and I don't mean on the sort of demand side it was just the the agents were full on and it was just super intense. And like, yeah, I just remember feeling like, all right, like steady on. Like, I just wanted a little a quiet life and get, get me by to let's off the ground. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, always on
2: the I'm, probably a, I'm probably a unique landlord. I, I do self-manage most of mine as well. Do I just, like, yeah, I just like being busy. <laughs> You've got 23 units and you're, you're yeah, wow, you, well a bit yes. more than that. Cause some of them are flats. So, but the thing is, um, I did have another business in the area so I'm kind of known to have property and so people come to me and they know that they, when they come to me they're going to get a nice property and that they can grow their families they can stay there like long-term lets and it's just you know I don't know when you get a landlord that you like I, I don't know I don't really touch wood have much movement as well people tend to stay with me a long time. But that's
3: part and parcel of the social housing strategy as well, because tenants yeah, tend to that. stay longer, right? So that's a yeah. good little. So you must have a good, use. a
1: good way of um, sifting out the good from the bad when it comes to social tenants. Yeah, because.
3: Cocktail, or?
2: Yeah, so we had a we had a couple of off licenses in the area, and I'm kind of known in the area as well. So kind of we we know a lot of people, and um, yeah, so yeah, we do, and and also I have. I mean a couple of the recent uh, purchases I've made are a bit nicer properties and yeah I have asked agents to find me them ones um but yeah overall it's just giving people somewhere safe split safe place to grow their families because I do single lets as well Mm. and just so that they're happy as well um Mm. you know there's some landlords who are you know rule with an iron fist and and I just ask them just let's have an open door policy you speak to me and then you know you give give them a key to your house so so, so some of my tenants that come to me they're like oh you're not going to just come unannounced I've had a landlord before when I've been in a towel and I've just turned up I said, look, no, your house, I want you to feel like this is your house, but equally you have to respect that property in the sense that I don't want you to party all night and I don't want calls from the police. I want you to enjoy that home like it's your own and treat it with that respect as well. And equally I will respect you. Any problems, I'm here to help. And that's I don't know it seems to work.
0: Works both ways, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. Good on,
3: yeah. That's really yeah. great. Good.
0: Say it. I was going to say it. Yeah, I was going to say it. Yeah. So we're on tenterhooks here. And you've come prepared with a question for us. Yeah, yeah.
3: This question's been brewing for two and a half years. So you've got to, you've got to make you it she tried yes. to tell us so as soon
2: as you no.
3: came. On, no, no. Like, no.
2: Well, I don't know if it's going to be worthy now. Um, so what, what do you think? Right. I, I just feel it's a bit doom and gloom for us all now. At the moment, I feel a bit like we're in the doghouse. Um, landlords, we're the new bankers. Um, what do you think what do you think we're going to have a massive because I had a phone call this morning from Leeds City Council begging me for more houses Mm -hmm. and I'm like I haven't got any more I'm sorry Mm -hmm. Um, and so there is a massive housing shortage so what do you think is going to be happening next what do you think what's what are your thoughts in the property market generally yeah for all of us
0: it's a bit of a crystal ball um, mm. kind of answer, really, isn't it? But I think there, there will be opportunities for us as landlords, as investors um, in the coming months, maybe towards the end of the year, into next year. Um, you know, as lots of landlords are selling up at the minute with all the hype around mortgages that we've talked and about. The and, rent interest rates yeah. and the rent is reformed. And the rent Lots of people are getting out of the markets. So if there's an influx of demand, prices are going to be more in our favor. Um, and there will be more opportunities.
2: Do, yeah. do, you, do you think the market will crash? Because this is the big burning question I get asked every day. I
1: think, uh, okay, so first question to that is why is it going to crash?
3: Mm.
1: Why, would mm. the, why would the housing market crash? It, it only crash if there's a huge um, huge supply of property coming to the market and not enough people buying. So um, okay. the only thing which would potentially push it over the edge would be Mortgage rates continuing to increase beyond the expected, which I suppose we, we're there now because we're four and a half was the expected top, and now the expected top is about 5.25. Mm. Yeah. So that's pushing it further. And then, when when I think it, it's how much first time buyers can weather the storm. So the people are yeah. higher loans values. Um, but to be fair, I, I don't think people are in a dire state, and I think they're just going to sell and go back into renters. Um, I don't think lots of people are going to be repossessed I mean, we did have a I one of our clients mm-hmm. today day said that they've got um like 60 odd responses to letters that they sent out um so direct to the letter campaigns and people like struggling going okay I, I am
0: struggling to pay the mortgage
1: mm-hmm. that,
0: that is reminiscent of 2008 but, but is it yeah, going yeah, to crash the market yeah and is is that knee-jerk reactions and responses to everything that's going on so they're just mm-hmm. reacting what's coming up yeah. Because I think it will
1: affect a few people, but i have a feeling that rates will come down quite quickly.
3: Yeah, that's
1: why. Bunch of inflation, so if it breaks down quite quickly, then you might have this unfortunate bunch of people at a period in time you get stuck, you can't weather the storm, have to sell, and then I think that's only going to be a a small period period of time, and then um, we'll probably get back to a state of of normality. (laughs)
2: Not holiday. Not holiday. <laughs> yeah yeah no no i've heard this as well but maybe january we might be going back the other way fingers crossed i don't know
1: yeah, well, I, I think the rest of this year is a great opportunity to buy um and then sit on your hands for you know stick on a two-year fix just sit on your hands for two years and then refinance out on a, on a lower mortgage and probably at a higher value so you yeah. can quite ride that like that process out which we talked about earlier today weren't we um so that's, that's what we're planning to do. And um, you know, we're on our, well, combined um, between what both, both Darlene and I are doing, we're on our seventh project already this year.
3: Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, there's, there's opportunity there. I mean, like Niall was saying, with the, um, you know, everything that's changed, interest rates being the way they are, the renters reform bill and all the media hype surrounding that and all the changes, retired landlords are going to want to get out. They're going to yeah. have enough right and I think they'll be looking for quick sales because they just think this is just too much I need to move fast right I'm done yeah. there's also the doom and gloom message of there will be a market crash so people will want a quick sale so that again where that creates urgency that creates opportunity because you know there's no real indication of that that that's yeah. going to happen so again there'll be there'll be purchasing options out there and then do you know what I was sat in the car yesterday we went away for my my dad's 80th and uh, we had a lovely time, but there was, on the way back, in the car, for my sins, I travelled back with my family for two and a half hours in a, in a car uh, <laughs> from, from the West Country to London, and we got hit by flash flooding. Like, we just, wow. I don't know if you guys experienced this yesterday, but there was no, a we did of it. rain, oh, it was mad. But you know the kind of rain where it just goes fucking ballistic, the sky's open, and you get deluged, Right. And there was a, a car crash that happened on the yeah. back of it on the opposite lane, oh, yeah. uh, but j- just one, given how severe the, the weather was and there was a lot of slip sliding going on. But that was really the only traffic casualty of what was 15 minutes of absolute carnage and chaos. And I thought, this is a bit like the property market at the moment.
2: Mm, and all yeah. you
3: had to do was sit in the traffic queue and be cautious and careful and ride it out because it's a very short-term challenge yeah, period, yeah. which ultimately, if you weather that storm, to use Matt's words, will clear and become more stable. Um, and you know, again, that's it's not crystal ball because we we don't know. There could be another pandemic or there could be another yeah. major external change. But on balance, it just feels like we we keep saying the same message on Property Jam. It's a bit tread water time.
1: Yeah. And well, you know what? It's something it's something that I look at quite a lot is the average price of properties over the over the long run and where we are in relation to the kind uh, of the, the mean property price. We're way below the average, uh, the moving average of where we should be. Yeah. Um, no, not, not should be, but yeah, statistically speaking, there's so much more pressure for house prices to go up um, than there is for house prices to come down. And we we've come down below the curve quite a lot now. Um, which means that obviously the curve will come down, but not massively. So I think there's quite a lot of pressure for prices to go up in the long run. I mean, that's...
2: <laughs> that's no, I know, I agree. No, 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 I'm not getting told,
1: get told off the say that. Fast prices will go up.
2: No, <laughs> You know, I, I spoke to someone about this the other day, and they were like, oh, there's going to be a crash. And I says, there's going to be a crash, but if you look back to 2008, what actually happened, prices were overinflated. And in 2012, um, when actually the crash, the remnants of it was finishing, house prices only went down by about 10 to 15,000. So they didn't massively go down. You know, they'd steadily gone up really fast, but you might say by 10, 15,000 by like holding on and waiting and abiding your time. To me, just work the figures out. Does it work? You know, does the rental income work? Um, will you be able to, um, you know, make anything on that? And if so, just just do it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
1: because it's, it's such a high demand. I don't see how they're going to solve that problem. Um, I think the biggest storm on the horizon is a general election.
3: Uh-uh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, especially if Labour, if it swings red, then I think we'll see some major housing changes. Um,
1: all bets will bet be off. I mean, we won't know where we stand for a little while,
3: I'd say. Mm.
2: Yeah. Maybe my properties might go up, but I'll be able to get right. it. <laughs> well, this is it. But isn't that always it's the way? It's an ill ring. Yeah, yeah it, some landlords know, hate labour getting in, but I actually don't mind because my tenants are social housing tenants. So I'm yeah, like, that. this that's is fine. You know, these
3: it. changes, it will give with one hand and take with the other. And, you know, yeah. we always say the thing that makes a landlord professional is not, you know, how many properties they've got. You know, that's yeah. a contributing metric, but it's actually their pivotability. So, like, if you, if you. What plan, was that? Sorry, Jay? That was and this is for all the listeners out there, that word was pivotability. It doesn't exist. Uh it's not in the dictionary, but uh um... You
1: thought know you over that, couldn't you? Yeah Yeah, okay. yeah. I've just said that and I'm just gonna keep going. I'm I'm know gonna
3: go. Do you know oh, yeah. I've, I've been using that on my training so much recently. I keep talking about pivotability. No one's battered an eyelid. Like everyone's like accepted what I've you know, it's like, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Well, maybe no, no one's maybe no one's just listening to you yeah there is that I do <laughs> to be fair that is on a Saturday afternoon when they've all glazed over having listening to me for two days but I do genuinely think like if it goes red right you know as long as you've kind of lined things up that yeah. and you've thought through your strategy enough that you probably could pivot something that mm. is going to be a bit more red policy friendly yeah again you'll weather the storm you know uh, at the end of the day the the, the country needs housing Desper- I just think- desperately desperately <laughs>
2: landlords are now looking at different ways now as well um like obviously i'm on quite a few groups and developer group network in birmingham and then i'm on the refurbed one in manchester and um i'm also going to the Savoys event tomorrow which i can't wait yeah i know i can't wait um but you know all these landlords i keep meeting and basically people are thinking of different ways to you know earn money going into HMOs, going into SAs, going into uh, Airbnbs and trying to think of different ways to get that same property to get them more money as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's happening now. Yeah. Yeah.
3: No, it makes complete sense. Um, Oh, I've just remembered our assistant, Jolene, said we needed to capture a photograph of us on this podcast, given that you are such a huge fan. So for listeners out there, this obviously isn't happening live, but we're doing a snap. Of the photograph. Matt's got a horrendous stain on his t shirt. (laughs) um, You'll have to put a flower on there. (laughs) Everyone say cheese. Cheese. Yay. Done. Jolene, we're not in trouble with Jolene. You get your photograph there. It's all done. Everyone's winning on props. Everybody's winning.
0: Everybody's winning. (laughs) Fantastic. So, does that mean we've got time for some uh, roulette?
3: Oh, I think we might.
0: And as Mm. Jessica's our biggest fan, I'm sure she knows this whole process.
3: Do you know what? I feel like Jess is the only person we could ask. Like we could scroll on any episode and say, right, episode 142
2: Like like minute twelve, what was
3: discussed?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not that good. I'm I'm good in the sense that I know what you talk about. And then I'm always like this, nodding when you're talking about (laughs) stuff. Because I'm like that. And then I'm thinking. It's 11 o'clock at night. The kids are asleep. Who am I nodding to? And I'm just listening into my earphones because I don't want to wake them up. Oh, that's clothes.
3: brilliant. I absolutely love it. Um, that's great. Okay, that's great. Okay, right. So uh, you know the rules. We know you do, but I'm going to explain to first time Property Jam listeners out there. So what we do is every time we have a guest on, we scroll through previous episodes and our guest says stop. And when they say stop, whatever episode I've landed on, um they we talk about that topic and that could be anything from licensing through to clothes through to an an opinion that a guest has we just want the human perspective on that so without further ado Jess I am scrolling when you are ready stop all right so okay oh interesting yeah it's right like we are right at the start this is episode that we did it's like this is episode two joint ventures Ah, uh, okay, we haven't okay. had this come up in a long time okay, and okay. I would be curious to know what your human thoughts are on joint ventures do you do them have you got any thoughts around okay. them
2: so when I first started on my property journey I was joint venturing with my sister um, she won't mind me mentioning now, <laughs> But um, for whatever reason, we did it for six, seven years. And then you just go on different paths. Um, so my property journey w- did start with a joint venture, but you've got to have the same ideology, the same beliefs. And I think sometimes what can happen is if you're not like this together and, you know, have the same mindset and have, have the same art where you want to grow the, uh, the portfolio, it can become difficult. Yeah. Um, and I have met a lot of people recently that want to do joint ventures. And I always say to them, you really, really need to think about it long and hard because things can go wrong in a joint venture. It can go right as well. But, um, if, and especially some people want to do it with people they don't even know. And to me, um, you'd be better off doing it with someone, you know, than, a total stranger but although some people are doing it with investors but on the landlo- uh, lender side of things lenders don't really like that kind of thing um and it becomes few and far between which lender you can go to if you're going to do a joint venture with somebody new that you don't even know do you know what i mean uh, yeah.
0: working with a complete stranger you have no idea what their credit history is like and what mm. you know what, what they're even in which direction their moral compass is pointing you know it's just a lot to lay on the table isn't it
2: Hmm. and I just think as well and then some people have said jv like they have a um just use the financial side of them and have them as a silent partner but then some people have come to me saying I'm a new want to be a landlord and I want someone to jv with me and I'm just like thinking I I'm an existing landlord that's done it for 12 years and no one approaches me to jv with me I mean if you want to you can (laughs) but like no one's ever said that to me and I've got the experience so why would uh someone give someone someone out their money to well I don't know anyway that's my thoughts
3: <laughs> yeah I mean there are benefits aren't there you know it's splitting the yeah. risk and splitting the reward time you know you can operate at scale go a bit faster all yeah. those things. so it depends how important those things are to you I guess but yeah yeah it's like you say just it's the right person and it suits you go for it yeah. make sure you know them brilliant all right and for, love our, it.
1: and for our opinions on joint ventures go back and listen to episode two
3: yeah love it right okay so Jess are you ready I'm scrolling again oh gosh, yeah. stop <laughs> okay all right yeah okay I'd be curious to know what your thoughts are on this one episode 134 to talk yeah. shop or not to talk shop. So, like, I don't know. I don't know what your living situation is. Do you find yourself talking property in your personal life as much as you do in your professional life?
2: Yeah. So I've made uh. some friends in property recently. Um, I'm not going to name her name. <laughs> she probably knows she is. But like, we went out to a, an event, and she got very drunk, and she was just like babbling like HMO stuff. <laughs> and I, and I just I came back home, and I was like to my partner I was like I never do that I don't even really talk about what I'm doing anybody um so I just think it's to talk shop I used to obviously we had another business and I, I do talk mortgages a lot <laughs> but yeah, um well. the property stuff yeah I don't really talk that I don't know why I just don't
3: I think that's fair enough though i mean it's you do it depends, in no how, ways.
1: it depends how like in the forefront of your mind is if you've got 23 properties which you've had tenants in for four years and you hardly hear from them and they're looking after the properties yeah the rent comes in you're checking your bank once a month to make sure the rent's in and that's it you, really. so you don't have that much to talk about because it's pretty boring uh-huh. whereas you yeah, know we're dealing with lots of hmo tenants every week is a fun week um <laughs> <laughs> in, 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 in some other way shape don't
2: get it. me wrong Matt I've had some fun as well <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm sure
3: <laughs>
2: yeah
1: yeah. Um, yeah. I mean you don't get through was it 12 years of, of investing without oh, yeah. having, having um, your rogue tenant and uh, dicey situation
2: mm. yeah
3: alright great let's move on next one okay so scrolling again when you're ready Jess say stop stop <laughs> episode 155 why property investors fuck up networking so look it sounds like you've got <laughs> you've got yeah, like right. you've got Savoy property event coming up there are networkers oh, at the heart oh, of dude, I, I am really worrying
2: that if I drink too <laughs> no, well
3: so talk to us right what what have you seen because you know you're a bubbly character you're obviously an outgoing person you must network a lot what what do you think of the the errors when it comes to networking? Getting drunk probably being up yeah, there. Go, go on.
2: Yeah, so I've yeah. So I've got a few friends in property who get very, very drunk and they're flashing the bits and stuff like that. And I'm like, what on earth? I, I do a really the um, the girls. Both, they were both doing it to each other. Oh lord. Funny. It was quite funny, but obviously I was sober. Um and some of the others were like pulling faces and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> i have a rule of like one drink and just sipping it rather than um yeah. and i just think i won't really be drinking when i'm working so why would i be doing it when i'm networking so <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't know everyone's different though aren't they um yeah <laughs> i don't know what else to say about this no,
0: yeah. no, sitting there going. I
2: always drink on. I always drink at networking events. <laughs> yeah. Do you, know yeah. you think? I don't know, Joe. Uh, how, what are your thoughts? Obviously, um, you're probably not in a situation where you would drink much now. But um,
3: why? Why, Jess? Why do you think that might be? <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, but I just might, think. Might you,
3: a day. Absolutely, for the baby.
2: <laughs> sometimes there's stereotypes that if you know yeah. you see a woman that's really drunk, do you take her seriously? You know, and and. It, Hard as it may be, it, property is still a man's world and you want to be, sorry, I am saying it, yeah. but you want to be taken seriously. Um, You don't really want to be falling all over and being sick in the corner. That just doesn't look, doesn't burn no. well.
3: And I, I don't even know if that's a gender thing, to be honest. I mean, if I saw a bloke just get absolutely hammered off his face, which I have seen at socials, yeah. you know, property socials. Yeah. I'm going to have the same judgment for them as I'm going to have for you know any other whether it's male or female. I suppose I, it just comes down to a level of control. I mean, I've yeah. realised this being pregnant and not drinking. You know, you you start to question the value of alcohol in social situations. Yeah, and I mean for me, so I was at uh, this conference on on Saturday, and the night before I was with my tax crowd, right? And we went for dinner. I was on my accounting crowd. And they got on one, to say the least, right? They were, we, we were at dinner and I'd had a Bex Blue and they were three bottles deep before we'd even got to dessert. dessert. And there was only four of us at the table. And they, you, you could see where it was going. And I just thought, yeah. now, what would I be doing if I wasn't pregnant in this situation? And the answer was, I'd have probably indulged with them because I know- yeah, You them. know, you'd have been
1: little too
3: ahead of them. I'd Precisely. I'd have got amongst <laughs> it. But do you know what? Having- got pregnant and now thinking differently about alcohol yeah I think I'm more I've got along the lines of I'd be there to kind of like lubricate and relax
2: yeah but
3: to get on one to that extent would be an mm-hmm. exception to the rule now I think in a in a professional yeah. context so I don't know I might listen I I, I th- th- that's me talking for pregnant head on so I don't know but I just felt like what's the need because you don't remember what you said to somebody exactly. if you on that details like what have you exactly. actually promised them you know, um, yeah, yeah. That's what so I then, think. You've got to. Yeah. I've
2: got to remember what I've said to people, so this then is I it. can. I, can't I can't remember what I say to people. I'm I'm sober, never mind, there
3: I'm you go. Talking. I mean, we've got that challenge as well. So, it I don't also, know. I think, I think it
1: was one of
3: the first things that Laura did when she had after the
2: second child was get a beer. Yeah. Second and third. That's it. You you're just you're dying for that drink. To happen.
3: Yeah.
0: I'm
1: but also one. the thing is you can't you can't you know when you've got a baby as well you know we were, we had a date night on saturday oh. and we oh. uh, we got on it we did a like a bar crawl having I mean, cocktails cocktails each one but, uh, so but that's social so it was it was social but we, we were absolutely shattered we were forcing it because oh. we we're like we should do this but we've got another hour of babysitter another oh. half hour of babysitter to oh. oh. go for another oh. one and then the, the, the next day was absolute. Right off the both of us, you know, oh, you know yeah, I was like rolling around,
2: <laughs> I um, remember them, days.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've just yeah, and you've got yeah a child a toddler running around and a baby that was feeding me up uh, so it's a uh, yeah, it's a lot
3: uh, not,
1: not worth, not worth it sometimes, even um contemplating doing the festival we're going to uh, semi sober. <laughs>
3: Do you know what? It, it's
0: a trust.
3: Tell until you're there. <laughs> until you're there, but that's it. I mean, it's a, it's you just play it by ear. I mean, there's all I'm gonna guarantee in my lifetime, gonna get back on it and have the 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 dreadful hangover the next day. Maybe yeah. you know all of that. And but it's it, you just make a, a judgment call. But I think in a professional yeah. setting, I I you know dinner, glass of wine, remembering conversations, you know holding yourself together, probably has a little bit more value. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I totally stupid. think
2: yeah. the connections I've made this year from not drinking have been lovely. And yeah, I can so. remember what I've said. They can remember me and they remember <laughs> me the right way. <laughs> I'm not that bad on it. <laughs> I love it. Girl from Leeds, come on. Right, okay.
3: One more. I reckon we've got one more. It's gonna be quick fire. Quick I'm gonna... fire, yeah. Joey. Quick fire. I'm on it, I'm on it, I'm on it. Right. When you're ready, Jess, say stop. Stop. All right. Yeah. Right. Episode 137 Tenants, the ultimate soap opera. What is the most drama related story you've got to one of your tenants or group of tenants? In in two minutes. In two
2: seconds. Well, right. So uh, one of them was uh, he'd subletted the house and he did a cannabis square yeah oh mate it happened to you and then I I, yeah I landed in the UK from being on holiday in Turkey because all my the neighbours had emailed me saying uh, something's going on in your house I've come back turned up there's a a, they've put a metal gate on the door and I'm like what is going on and then this man turned up um and he was like you can't come into the house and then I was like with the massive pregnant belly I was eight months pregnant And I was literally, I'm going in. This is my house. (laughs) We've rang the police. And then because I couldn't run, I've sent my partner to run upstairs to check the house. I'm like, run upstairs. And then he's ran and he's like, there's a massive cannabis grow everywhere. Um, and And then the guys, they just ran off. And we were like, what on earth? Wow. It was literally ten thousand pounds worth of damage. Shit. Police turned up, and it was just—it was very, very upsetting. I could have gone into labour probably that day. <laughs> I
3: was going to say, did you did your insurance cover it? Um, no. There's often a little clause in your insurance uh, that actually. Put in, but but I,
2: do you, I do, do you know what? I'll be honest with you, Joe. I don't think i rang them <laughs> I just, you know, you out. just sucked it up and got I don't on with know. it I just, yeah. I just you know when you're pregnant and yeah your head and I, it was just a very very traumatic day oh. um I was gonna say you just, if you're
1: contemplating you know three four months to having to do an insurance company and a new baby um that's a <laughs> yeah. that story.
2: So that's probably the worst. But yeah I've had loads of experiences like that. You just it goes with the job it's um, hand in hand. Especially if yeah. you're managing it yourself. That's that's yeah. That's pretty good. But then I get to know things as well. People do ring me and t- people do email me. Nosy neighbours. We love a nosy neighbour. Curtain yeah. curtain twitchers? Oh, I yeah, I've got loads there. of them.
0: Yeah. Pretty I, even get
2: mess- I even get messages about houses that are not mine. <laughs> Just you own <laughs> that. I'm like, no, I don't own that house. It's That's- not mine. You you really. landlord. You must everything. Do you
1: want to own it? <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I think we can come to the end of our time together today. So thank you so much, uh, Jessica, for being here. How can people get in touch with you?
2: Uh, so they can follow me on um, Facebook, Instagram, Jessica Mortgages. It'd be lovely to hear from you. I've got a link tree. You can message me on there.
1: Fantastic. Well, uh, thank you very much for being here. It's uh, so a goodbye from me.
2: It's a goodbye
0: Thanks. from me. It's a goodbye
1: from
2: me. And a goodbye from me.
3: Yeah.